Hello, I'm Deacon Patrick Jones in the Diocese of Colorado Springs, and this is The Golden Chain, in which uh, we will read the uh, gospel for the week, for the Sunday, and then uh, read the commentary that St. Thomas Aquinas put together uh, called The Golden Chain, Catina Aria. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open, and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord The Gloss He said this to do away with the opinion of the crowd, who thought that he was the Christ, but he announces that Christ is mightier than he, who was to remit sins, which he himself could not do. Pseudo-Jerome, who again is mightier than the grace by which sins are washed away, which John signifies, he who seven times and seventy times seven remits sin. Grace indeed comes first, but remits sins once only by baptism, but mercy reaches to the wretched from Adam up to Christ through seventy-seven generations and up to one hundred and forty-four thousand. Pseudo-Chrysostom But lest he should be thought to say this by way of comparing himself to Christ, he subjoins, Of whom I am not worthy, etc., It is not, however, the same thing to loose the shoe latchet, which Mark here says, and to carry his shoes, which Matthew says. And indeed the evangelists, following the order of the narrative, and not able to err in anything, say that John spoke each of these sayings in a different sense. But commentators on this passage have expounded each in a different way, for he means by the latchet the tie of the shoe. He says this, therefore, to extol the excellence of the power of Christ and the greatness of his divinity, as if he said, Not even in the station of his servant am I worthy to be reckoned. For it is a great thing to contemplate, as it were, stooping down, those things which belong to the body of Christ, and to see from below the image of things above, and to untie each of those mysteries about the incarnation of Christ, which cannot be unraveled. Pseudo-Jerome. The shoe is in the extremity of the body, for in the end of the incarnate Savior is coming for justice. Whence it is said by the prophet, Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Gregory. Shoes also are made from the skins of dead animals. The Lord, therefore, coming incarnate, appeared as it were with shoes on his feet, for he assumed in his divinity the dead skins of our corruption. 
or else it was a custom among the ancients that if a man refused to take as his wife the woman whom he ought to take, he who offered himself as her husband by right the kindred took off that man's shoe. Rightly then does he proclaim himself unworthy to loose his shoe latchet, as if he said openly, I cannot make bare the feet of the Redeemer, for I usurp not the name of the bridegroom, a thing which is above my deserts. Theophilus Some persons also understand it thus, all who came to John and were baptized through, the, through penitence were loosed from their bands of their sins by believing in Christ. John then in this way loosed the shoe latchet of all the others, that is, the bands of sin. But Christ's shoe latchet he was not able to unloose because he found no sin in him. Beatty. Thus then John proclaims the Lord not yet as God <clears throat> or the Son of God, but only as a man mightier than himself. For his ignorant hearers were not yet capable of receiving the hidden things of so great a sacrament, that the eternal Son of God, having taken upon him the nature of man, had been lately born into the world of a virgin, but gradually, by the acknowledgment of his glorified lowliness, they were to be introduced to the belief of his divine eternity. To these words, however, he subjoins, as if covertly declaring that he was the true God, I baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Who, For who can doubt that none other but God can give the grace of the Holy Ghost? Jerome, for what is the difference between water and the Holy Ghost, who was born over the face of the waters? Water is the ministry of man, but the Spirit is ministered by God. Beatty, now we are baptized by the Lord in the Holy Ghost, not only when the day, when in the day of our baptism we are washed in the fount of life to the remission of our sins, but also daily, by the grace of the same Spirit, we are inflamed to do those things which please God. Pseudo-Jerome Mark the evangelist, like a heart, longing <clears throat> after the foundations of water, sorry, after the fountains of water, leaps forward over places smooth and steep, and as a bee laden with honey, he sips the tops of the flowers. Wherefore, he hath shown us in his narrative Jesus coming from Nazareth, saying, And it came to pass in those days, etc. Pseudo Chrysostom, forasmuch as he was ordaining a new baptism, he came to the baptism of John, which, in respect of his own baptism, was incomplete, but different from the Jewish baptism as being between both. He did this that he might show, by the nature of his baptism, that he was not baptized for the remission of sins, nor as wanting the reception of the Holy Ghost, for the baptism of John was destitute of both these. But he was baptized that he might be made known to all, that they might believe on him, and fulfill all righteousness, which is keeping of the commandments. For it had been commanded to men that they should submit to the prophet's baptism. Beatty, 
he was baptized, that by being baptized himself he might show his approval of John's baptism, and that by sanctifying the waters of Jordan through the descent of the dove he might show the coming of the Holy Ghost in the laver of believers. Whence there follows, and straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit like a dove descending and resting upon him. But the heavens are opened, not by the unclosing of the elements, but to the eyes of the Spirit, to which Ezekiel in the beginning of his book relates that they were opened. Or this, his seeing the heavens opened after baptism, was done for our sakes, to whom the door of the kingdom of heaven is opened by the laver of regeneration. Pseudo-Chrysostom or else that from heaven sanctification might be given to men, and earthly things be joined to heavenly. But the Holy Spirit is said to have descended upon him, not as if he then first came to him, for he never had left him, but that he might show forth the Christ, who was preached by John, and pointed him out to all, as it were by the finger of faith. Bede. This event also, in which the Holy Ghost was seen to come down upon baptism, was a sign of spiritual grace to be given to us in baptism. Pseudo-Jerome. But this is the anointing of Christ according to the flesh, namely the Holy Ghost, of which anointing it is said, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Bede. Well, indeed, in the shape of a dove did the Holy Ghost come down, for it is an animal of great simplicity, and far removed from the malice of Gaul, that in a figure he might show us that he looks out for simple hearts, and deigns not to dwell in the minds of the wicked. Pseudo-Jerome. Again, the Holy Ghost came down in the shape of a dove, because in the canticles it is sung of the church, my bride, my love, my beloved, my dove. Bride in the patriarchs, love in the prophets, near of kin in Joseph and Mary, beloved in John the Baptist, dove in Christ and his apostles, to whom it is said, Be ye wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. <clears throat> Beady, now the dove sat on the head of Jesus, lest any one should think that the voice of the Father was addressed to John and not to Christ. And well did he add, abiding on him, for this is peculiar to Christ, that the Holy Ghost once filling him should never leave him. For sometimes to his faithful disciples the grace of the Spirit is conferred for signs of virtue and for the working of miracles. Sometimes it is taken away, though for the working of piety and righteousness, for the preservation of love to God and to one's neighbor, the grace of the Spirit is never absent. But the voice of the Father showed that he himself, who came to John to be baptized with the others, was the very Son of God, willing to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Whence there follows, and there came a voice from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Not that this informed the Son himself of a thing of which he was ignorant, but it shows to us what we ought to believe. Augustine, wherefore Matthew relates that the voice said, This is my beloved Son, for he wished to show that the words, This is my Son, were in fact said, thus that thus the persons who heard it 
might know that he, and not another, was the Son of God. But if you ask, which of these two sounded forth in that voice, take which you will. Only remember that the evangelists, though not relating the same form of speaking, relate the same meaning, and that God delighted himself in his Son, we are reminded in these words, In thee I am well pleased. Beatty, the same voice has taught us that we also, by the water of cleansing, and by the spirit of sanctification, may be made the sons of God. The mystery of the Trinity also is shown forth in the baptism. The Son is baptized, the Spirit comes down in the shape of a dove, the voice of the Father bearing witness to the Son is heard. Pseudo-Jerome, morally also it may be interpreted, we also, drawn aside from the fleeting world by the smell and purity of flowers, run with the young maidens after the bridegroom, and are washed in the sacrament of baptism from the two fountains of the love of God and of our neighbor by the grace of remission, and mounting up by hope gaze upon heavenly mysteries with the eyes of a clean heart. Then we receive in a contrite and lowly spirit, with simplicity of heart, the Holy Spirit, who comes down to the meek and abides in us, by a never-failing charity. And the voice of the Lord from heaven is directed to us, the Beloved of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God, and then the Father, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, is well pleased with us when we are made one Spirit with God. That's the end of the Katina, and I just wanted to invite any uh, listening to feel free to um, pass on the link to this, share uh, the wonder of the Fathers of the Church opening up the Gospels. Um, and possibly especially with any of the shepherds, priests, deacons, bishops in your life, um, so that they too uh, may know, because this has been a hidden book. Um, and uh, the the church is hungering for uh, shepherds who who are fed uh, on on the words of the forefathers of our faith. May Christ startle you with joy.